Hello. What's up? Let me just mute Worst Cooks real quick. Rude, but fair. Damn. How many episodes are out? Two. I think three. I'm on the show. I know how many have aired so I, far. I swear I think I'm on episode three. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so blind. Oh, no, episode two. <laughs> These are long episodes. They are, right? Yeah. Two-hour shows with commercials. No, it's too long. Kind of agree, but what do you think? Sounds hard. I've been multitasking, so okay. haven't been paying the most attention. I can't wait for you to get on a television show, and then I just don't watch it. I did a television show with my mom. Did you watch it? No, but that was before you and I had a podcast together. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was also really before I knew you. Oh, weird. It feels like it wasn't that long ago. I know you can cook better than this because cooking wells, duh. I know, but also I learned a lot from that show. I believe that. So a lot of the things that you see on Cooking Wells was from doing that show. Interesting. Who is your favorite character? Obviously you. No, I actually, when I watch it back, I don't even think I'm the best person on the show. You don't? No, and I'm so egotistical. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really paying that much attention. Oh, my God. I do. I like Johnny Bananas just because I like that he stole your shaker. And then he just made a vodka rocks. <laughs> yeah, he did nothing with it. He like poured the vodka in there and then poured it in a glass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, make something. There's We have a plethora, a cornucopia of ingredients. Make something. Vodka rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I feel like you guys have a good dynamic going. Reality TV is old hat for us. Whereas mm -hmm. for like Dave Couye and like Brian Posehn, I think they're just like, this is really annoying and long. Yeah. You know? Totally. But I say, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, Robin Givens still got it. <laughs> oh. Girl still got it. You're insane. It's you love older women. No. <laughs> it was just Tish and Robin Givens. <laughs> right. Um, hey, I like your grout fit. My grout fit? Yeah. What does that mean? It's a great outfit. It's a thing. Oh, well, this is a grout fit then, yes. It's a great grout fit. And you know what? It actually, looks very comfy. It is very comfy. I haven't put on real shoes other than running shoes mm -hmm. in two months. Oh, yeah. Who has? I, mean, I miss putting on boots. You do? I mean, I don't know. Kind of. I just miss like the pomp and circumstance of like, got to get dressed to go out. Yeah, I don't really miss that. I just miss traveling so much. Yeah. I, I've been having dreams, like dreams that I get to pack and go somewhere. Yeah. And I'm so excited. And then I wake up and I'm effing stuck at home and I can't go anywhere. And I'm devastated. And then my day is horrible because I can't travel. I know. It's funny. We were, what were we watching last night? Oh, we were watching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Don't worry, guys. Oh, we're going to sure. get into that sure. a little bit later. Big Ed crying his hotel room and sarah's like i miss a hotel room I'm like i do too oh so much it's so funny because when when you're traveling a bunch you kind of hate hotel rooms mm -hmm. but now that we're just stuck at home like i miss paying 14 dollars for a water guys you know? I know right i miss being so hungover where i'm like you know what it's worth it i need that water <laughs> <laughs> I miss being so annoyed when my bag gets flagged through security and they like trifle through it. I miss it. You do? I miss the drama. I don't miss that. I don't. That's how desperate that. I am. Yeah. I miss TSA pre. The move though, I feel like we've talked about this, is to have clear and TSA pre. Yeah. I miss being TSA pre and looking over at everyone else who's not TSA pre and be like, 
<laughs> you mm-hmm. stupid fucking idiots. All yeah. you had to do was go down to the DMV or wherever it is, <laughs> give them all your information. And pay 40 bucks. And pay $40 for five years. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited about the show today. We're going to have Sheridan from Listen to Her Fart. She yep. is farting on you. The question I want to ask him is, how the fuck do you win that show? Because I still don't really know. I think it's insane that those judges from the finale were the ones that got to pick the winner. Well, Rita Wilson can do whatever the fuck she wants. It's true. And she had this like, like long diatribe about like kind of equating music to sex. And I was like, all right, Rita oh, Wilson, yeah. you're taking this seriously. Very. She was very pumped to be there. Also, dude... Jewel is still so hot. Obsessed with Jewel. I actually think she's probably the coolest judge they've had this whole time. For sure, bro. Like, I, I would have been the most excited about her. I was, and I still am, but I was a huge Jewel fan in high school. Because my girlfriend at the time loved Jewel. And I was like, I remember being like, Ugh. And then I was like, whoa, this is like the girl version of the shit I like. <laughs> Oh, God. What was that? So you had a hipster girlfriend is what you're saying? No, she wasn't. But (laughs) that's when I knew that I was into hipster girls, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But I used to jam out to Jewel hands. Oh my God. She had the coolest, most unique voice. Yeah. And she had. I feel like my favorite Jewel song was, is it called You Were Meant For Me? Oh yeah. That's how it went. I was meant for you. Yeah. Yes. So Um, that was like our big hit. But dude, Jewel, still hot, still got that crooked little smile. I mean, you know, I'm into it. Still into it. Yeah, same. Um, we need to start the show, though. Oh, yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I'm going to let you go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. <laughs> my hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own, yeah. <laughs> Terrible version. So Sheridan from Love is... Uh, what is it called? Nope. <laughs> not Love is Blind. <laughs> Listen to your heart. Listen to our heart. He's going to be on the show a little bit later. And basically, it's going to be a five-minute interview about how we are going to make him The Bachelor. Exactly. I mean, that's really it. I want the soundbite of him being like, and Julia's a big-time bitch. He's too classy for that. I know. He won't. He'll be like, she's a sweetheart, and she's Mm -hmm. not what she wanted. And, you know, I wish her the best. And she's such a talent. And I want him to be like, dude, she sucked, (laughs) man. He's not going to do that. No, he's not. Maybe you can trick him into it. I'm going to try. I'm going to fucking throw on that bartender hat and be like, all right, lay it down, bro. Give it to me straight. No one's watching. No one's listening. I promise. Speaking you. of bartender, there's no paradise. It's just not happening. I don't know. I mean, there's we're, no way. There is always a way, Brandy. I, everything's just pushed. Like, they haven't started Bachelorette yet. So I know. But here's the thing about paradise. It films in Mexico. And the thing about Mexico mm-hmm. is it's kind of nice all year round. So you could kind of do the show in the winter. I mean, we normally yeah. do film it in June. And you're right. June is coming up very soon. So it's going to be hard to do. But <laughs> Two you days. Could, but you could do it later in the year. I My thing is this. 
that show does too well for ABC to push to it. To not do it. To not do it. I think they're going to do everything in their power to make that show happen. I really do. Yeah. It's hmm. just so much mo- ad money for them. That, that show is the second highest rated of the franchise. Yeah. Speaking of the franchise, so I didn't realize that what they're doing, like people have been saying they're going to re-air old episodes. I didn't realize they were going to air entire seasons in one night. How are they going to do that? Yeah, I don't know. They hit me up being like, how do you feel about this? I'm like, oh God, I hate you guys. It's going to be a lot of Jordan and JoJo, I feel like. And then it's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of me being, they're going to be like, let's show the fireman day where he almost dies, you know? Oh, for sure. Also like poor Jess Clark that has to watch Ben's season. They like just got engaged and she's going to have to like deal with all that bullshit. Yeah. But I'm sure she watched it at the time. Yeah, possibly. Everyone was in love with Ben. Yeah. You know, you know, what I was thinking about the other day. What's that? Wells flowers are a fucking weird thing that humans invest in. I do not invest in flowers. Okay. But people don't like flowers. You know what I like? Succulents and cacti. Okay. In the middle of a bit. They live way longer. (laughs) <laughs> and take way less maintenance but you've received flowers rarely well that's sad rye no what? i'm not I'm a flower girl people know this anyways normal people have flowers in their house brandy <laughs> and for the sake of the bit let's just play along <laughs> <laughs> do normal people have flowers in their house yes your they mother in like three days that's my point. It's the most serial killer shit in the world to have flowers. Think about it just from like what you're doing. You're going into the forest where the flowers live and you're ripping them by the root away from their family, their friends, their lives, everything that they know and love. You're taking them away. Then you're taking them into your home. You're putting them into a vase where they can kind of live. And you sit there and you watch them die. A slow, sad death. It is the most kidnappery, serial killery shit in the world. It's, it puts lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Shit I have ever seen. Okay, what about like vegetables? You're like doing the same thing. Yeah, but you're ripping them from the ground and then you're bringing them in and you're slaughtering them and you're eating them. At least you're eating them. Flowers, you just watch them die and then you just throw them away. So if you were going to kill someone, you would eat them versus watching them die and throwing them away. Yes, if you're a cannibal, it's a little more respectful, okay, than if you're just a kidnapper murderer. All right, yeah. So if anybody ever dies and is eaten, then we're going to point the finger at you for sure. But you have to admit it's weird that we're like, you know what? I know that you're happy and healthy in your environment outside with the sunshine, the photosynthesis, but I'd really feel better if you were in my house and I was watching you die. I think the crazier thing is how much people spend on flowers for like weddings and as gifts. Like when you send someone flowers, it's expensive. Yeah, don't ever get married, sister. Because when you see the flower cost, it's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. It's cray cray. If you uh, collect flowers, you're a fucking serial killer. All right? And that's just the facts. Okay. Um, Facts, huh? Yeah. Hey, question. Yep. Okay, what do you got? How was your birthday? It was. (laughs) Did you see the the Instagram (laughs) post I made? Yeah, and the floaty. Yeah, it was fine. Obviously, we can't have a lot, anyone to come over. So Sarah did like order balloons and stuff for me. And actually, she ordered me a bunch of sunflowers, which is my favorite flower. 
So it's, that's kind of like where this bit came from. I was like, we just murdered so many sunflowers. Oh my God. I'm 36 now. I'm old. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of depressing how that happens, huh? I know. Sarah made me feel very loved and it was nice. And, you know, we, we celebrated and, um, did you get any presents? Yeah, she Sarah got me a range finder for golf for when I get to go play golf, whenever that is going to be. Very excited about mm. that. She also got me a sauna. What? We want a sauna. We've been talking about getting a sauna. Because you can get like a single room one. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Back order. So <gasps> I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, get a good in for a couple months. Oh, how tragic. The only thing that really depressed me was I'm going to call out some motherfuckers right now, okay? Okay, all right. You know, when it's Derek's birthday, I post a picture on Instagram about Derek and how much Mm -hmm. he means to me as a person Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Ben Higgins' birthday. I post a picture about me and Ben Higgins and how he means to me in my life, how much he means to me in my life. You know, when it's fucking Nick Vial's birthday, I post a picture about Nick Vial and how much he means to me in my life. And not a single one of those assholes posted a goddamn picture. So guess what, folks? You three in particular. And not even a story from them. Not even <sighs> a story. Like, you just, you just did a story. Not even a post. Yeah, I, I see where I stand, motherfuckers. So you know what? You guys are dead to me. You know what? Maybe if we had taken a photo together in the past three years, I would have posted a static post. Fair. I wasn't <laughs> mad about you. I was more mad about those guys like because I have, you know. Oh, and then the next day is when I posted the video of me on the, the balloon float, you know. Mm-hmm. That's when all of those guys were like, happy. Actually, no. Derek still hasn't said happy birthday. Ben still hasn't said oh. happy birthday. But that's when like everyone was like, happy birthday. And I'm like, motherfuckers, it was yesterday. All right? <laughs> Put it in your calendar. Wow. Someone's a little bitter. No, I don't really care. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. But yeah, they're dead to me. Speaking of dead to me, season two. Oh, good. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. I finished it quick. Yeah. So here's my only thing about season two of Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. Ben, James Marsden's mm-hmm. twin brother on season two. Mm-hmm. Ben is way too nice. And way too good looking to be single. All right? Can we give him like a prosthetic like nose or something? So like it's a little believable that he'd be like, it's a hard up on his luck trying to find himself a girl. You know, it's like total BS. He did dress really dorky. Maybe that was it. It doesn't matter. It's James Marsden. I know, but it's not. It's Ben. It's Cyclops walking around. I know. I knew they couldn't just kill him off. No way. But here's my question about Hollywood. Do you get paid double? Because it's like, yeah, I paid that one character, and now I'm playing a different character, you know? Possibly. I think you should. I mean. Probably. That's all I'm saying. So good, though. Loved season two. I thought the end was, like, a little anticlimactic. I don't want to run it through people that haven't seen it, but, like, I guess they couldn't end it any other way. I don't know. There's, like, a formula here of, like, Judy kills Christina Applegate's husband. And then Mm -hmm. Christina Applegate kills Judy's husband. husband. And then Judy's husband's brother might kill Christina Applegate. You know, it's like, okay, so then then Christina Applegate's son is going to kill someone. And then, like, this thing could perpetuate upon itself forever, you know? That's true. Yeah. But it it is very, it is very good. I will say that. Yeah, it's great. I did finish Jara Hart's 
good twist. Didn't see it right? coming. I know. Only because of like the way it jumps back and forth in time and it doesn't really give you any hints until once you once you see the first hint, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how I see what happened here. But anyways, mm-hmm. very good. And you know what I was right? thinking? You know what I was thinking? You know who would be great to play the main character in the miniseries for that? You mean Georgina? Yeah. The girl? Yeah. yeah. Who? Sarah. Because Ugh, you're right. Right? Because so much of the book is when she's young. And then so much of the book yeah. is when she's like 30. And Sarah can look 16, but she's also almost 30. You got a point there, Well, I know. I know. Okay, maybe we should... Let me send a text. I think my mom should try to get the rights to this if nobody hasn't already. And then she should cast Sarah yep. and get Sarah on board as a producer and they should make this show. I'm I'm down. I, I was telling her about it and we always look up to see if uh, it's in production already. And I didn't see if it was in production on IMDb. I'm telling her right now. I mentioned it to her before, but... Because it's pretty easy for her to find out if someone's bought the rights. Yeah. Honestly, quarantine has given everyone an excuse to get everything possible delivered direct to your door. And I am kind of here for that. And something that I have always gone to a doctor to get are contact lenses. But with Aveo, my new favorite contacts lens brand, they get short... They get delivered directly to your door. Their daily contacts are easy and convenient, which are two things we all need right now. And they provide advanced, super hydrating, all-day comfortable daily contacts at an affordable price. No more buying crazy expensive boxes of contacts in bulk. And it's the only subscription contact lens company that offers both regular daily contacts and contacts for astigmatism. Yeah, Aveo lets you customize your delivery schedule and personalize your plan so you only get contacts you need on your schedule, which is awesome. It fixes like the waste problem that a lot of people have with their normal contact situation. And because Aveo manufactures and ships their own contacts, there aren't any extra third-party markups. Honestly, too, a lot of people I know sleep in their contacts and, like, wear the same ones for weeks. I used to do that, but I've switched over to daily contacts, and it is a serious game-changer. My eyes feel better. It's just it's so much better to put a fresh pair in your eyes every day. So if you've never tried daily contacts, highly recommend. Aveo are offering our listeners the best deal they have absolutely anywhere. You can get a 10-day trial pack for a dollar. That's $1 at aveovision.com slash YFT. That's crazy. Spelled A-V-E-O vision.com slash YFT for your 10-day trial pack for $1, bro. That's nuts. Contacts are so expensive. Like, how can you turn this down? You're not going to get this deal anywhere else. Go to aveovision.com slash YFT. The better to see you with, my dear. I'm blind as a bat. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style 
file and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. I'm reading a new book. What's it called? And then she was gone. Well, I think I've read this. Who's it by? Lisa Jewell. I think I've read this. Tell me about it. It's about this British family whose daughter goes missing. Whose mm-hmm. like 16-year-old daughter goes missing. It's about the mom like trying to figure out like what the hell happened to the daughter. And then what happens a lot of times with missing children is that the marriage kind of dissolves because one person blames the other or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So then there's like a divorce and... Finally, like years later, they find like some remains of the daughter and they get a little bit of closure. And then the mom like is able to kind of start her life again because there's some closure. And she starts dating this guy who's got a daughter who weirdly looks a lot and sounds a lot like her missing daughter. Oh, and it's pretty good. I got to be honest with you. Okay. You know, that's pretty good. Uh You know, it's... I love the cover of the book. (laughs) And you you know, it's so funny. I was like, I need a new book. And this just shows you how, like, visual we are as humans. I was, like, going through, should I read this one or should I read this one? I was showing Sarah, and Sarah was like, then she was gone, looks cool. And I was like, you're right, it does. The cover looks pretty dope. (laughs) But, like, it's, you know, you, you see that and you're like, this is, like, Girl on the Train or Gone Girl. Or totally. then she was gone. It's like all the same fucking thing, you know? Oh, yeah. 100%. Same word even in the title. But yeah, I fully judge a book by its cover when I'm picking out a book. <laughs> it's terrible. I do. Judge it hard. You got any other fave things? Guess what I've been watching? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, oh God. No, Grey's is over. <laughs> I just like slammed my hand on the chair. I have been watching Lost. Okay. What year is it right now? Okay. Did you watch Lost when it was out? I watched like the first four seasons and then I was like, you know what, guys? We're like back on the mainland and John. Don't tell me. Oh, shit. What season are you on? One. I've never seen it before. Oh, yeah. Well, once you get to like season four, you're like, what is happening here? So season four, like there are still no answers. It goes like for like eight seasons of like. No, I know this. So here's my theory. Don't tell me if I'm right. Don't ruin. Okay. Here's my theory. It seems to me it's almost like Hunger Games-esque where someone is controlling what happens on the island. And I feel like creepy John, old man with the eyes, is in on it. John Locke? Yeah. I like John Locke. (laughs) See, I didn't finish it, so I don't even really know. What everyone thought it was, they're like, that's not what it is. And then that's what it was. And you're like, why did you guys Mm -hmm. tell us that's not what it was when it was what it was the entire time? Very interesting. I've, now that I'm watching Lost, I'm like, first of all, Hunger Games 100% ripped this show off. The whole, like, polar bears on the tropical island and shit that doesn't make sense. I'm like, this has to be man run, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the way it just, like, rains like that and, like, Locke will sit here and, like, point to the sky and two seconds later it's raining, like, he's in on it. Oh, okay. That yeah. was, like, the beginning of Evangeline Lilly and I had a huge oh. crush on her and now she's... Oh, my God. She is a 90s dream. Yeah. When did season one come out? Actually, I think what it year? was in the 2000s, but... Oh, is it? Oh, she's so 90s i love it and so is maggie grace you know the girl from taken she's in it in taken she plays like a freaking freshman in college or something and she's 
like 35. Oh, yeah, 2004. That was the start date, so they probably filmed it in 2003. It was such a an iconic show in the early 2000s that Weezer entitled their 2010 record Hurley and had a picture of Hurley on the cover. No way. Yeah. Dang. I do remember it being so massive. I just, I don't know why I never got into it, but I, I didn't. I had never seen it. And so I was just flipping through, trying to figure out what to watch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Lost. All right. Speaking of interesting television shows that start on a plane, mm-hmm. have you seen Into the Night? Okay. I watched the, the trailer. Okay. And it just didn't look very good. What? What didn't look good about yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't look great. Okay. Well, Sarah and I finished it and real good. Really? Real good. So here's the thing. It's the first Belgian Netflix original ever. So it's got voiceover. It's dubbed. Oh, and see, this is why I didn't watch it. Because when the voice is delayed and it doesn't match with the mouths, I can't watch it. It drives me absolutely insane. If you give it some time. Can't do it. You stop. (laughs) Caring. I'm telling you, it's so good. Anyways, here's the synopsis. When the sun starts to kill everything in its path, a plane full of passengers must travel at night in an attempt to escape its destructive power and find some place safe into the night. Here's how it starts. There's like all these people going to the airport, getting on this plane, going to Moscow, right? Mm-hmm. This one guy who's like the general is like freaking out and it's like, kind of like wigging out and everyone's getting on the plane and finally he just like snaps and he like punches out one of the security guards at the, at the airport steals his gun and runs down the jetway and like forces himself on a plane and you're like oh this is straight up hijacking a plane shit and this is like a terrorist movie and then you mm-hmm. find out no every time the sun rises it kills everyone in its path so the plane has to stay ahead of the sunrise so it's what? always going west. It's real great. And there's just shady characters and, you know, there's a mobster. There's someone smuggling diamonds. There's an Instagram influencer. There's a kid dying <laughs> of cancer that needs, like, a transplant. There's a guy who's getting catfished by a fucking Russian lady. It's got everything, man. Wow. Okay. Ugh, I just, the audio. I know. It's tough, but it's great. Okay. I just need to do like a quick recap on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I wish we could call my sister. She's obsessed with this show. Oh. She's for sure not awake yet, but she loves 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, like loves. Oh my God. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't know if, if you remember, but there's this one guy named David and he's been having this like online relationship where he has to pay to talk to this lady named Lana in the Ukraine. Okay, he's gone over there four times and she's never shown up to meet him. We're all just like, you're getting catfish, bro. Like this woman does not exist. He hires a fucking private investigator. The private investigator is like, dude, I did some digging. She's not real. You're getting catfish. And he's like, you're fired. You don't know Lana the way that I know her. And so finally he flies back to the Ukraine for the fifth time. Jeez. And guess what? The bitch is real, bro. She's real. And she's hot. And Really? Oh, my God. I, she showed up. I thought for sure she was going to show up and be like, just so you know, I'm a model and someone used my picture. It happens all the time because Russian women are scam artists. But no, 
She's real. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. But then everyone else in the show, I just don't care anymore. I just, oh, really? I'm over it. So if you are watching the show, Tom Brooks, who is dating Darcy, is just such an asshole. Like the most amazing asshole ever. And also he's one of those guys that's got a bunch of money and buys shirts that he thinks makes him look rich, but really makes him look like such a fucking nerd. All right. So Tom, just stop. Also, stop being so English and carrying around a little man purse, okay? Get a wallet like an adult, okay? Yolanda, what is wrong with you, lady? Fucking the Williams does not exist, okay? I can't believe it. He deleted his Instagram account. Yeah, that's because you're getting catfished, Yolanda, and your kids are telling you and you're not believing it. But then who knows? Because she, he might be real the way that Lana I thought was fake. Usman and Lisa. This is the most fucked up relationship in the world. Lisa found Usman having dirty conversations on his cell piece and fucking photoed it right before the marriage. And all Usman wants is to get to America to start his virgining rap career as Soja Boy. Which, guess what, dude? There's already one of those over here. Let's pump the brakes. You got Big Ed who has stickers of himself on his fucking, on his suitcases, which means like he was already working on memorabilia and merch before the thing started. So, dude, you're not there for the right reasons. 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days is just amazing. You gotta watch. I've heard, I've heard lots of people talking about it these days. It's great. It's the best. Interesting. So given what's going on in the world and we have so much free time on our hands right now, honestly, there's no better opportunity for a little self-care. Am I right, Wells? Oh, yeah. So I'd love to share with you guys one of my new favorite products. It's called True Botanicals. They have skin and body products. And the best part is they're filled with natural and organic ingredients so you can feel good while working from home, Netflixing from home if you're Wells. We're moving towards more organic products, more natural products, and products that have fewer ingredients are really better for you than products with a ton of fillers. So I'm really loving the True Botanicals line. Honestly, my favorite product is the Nutrient Face Mist, but they have some other really cool ones like the Hydrating Face Cleanser and a face oil if you have aging skin like me. I've aged 10 years in quarantine. And it's all perfect for your at-home self-care routine. Yeah, every True Botanicals formula is made safe, certified, made without 5,000 plus known toxic ingredients unlike some other companies out there. So here's the deal. You just got to try True Botanicals for yourself and get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash YFT. Yep. They've got something for everyone, including anti-aging, sensitive skin, or acne-prone skin. So get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com slash YFT. That's T-R-U-E-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A-L-S dot com slash Y-F-T. Fix your face. I love skin products. All right, Brandy, as the weather heats up and the days get longer, Article is here to make your dream patio a reality with weather-resistant dining sets, loungers, and sofas. Article's selection of outdoor furniture makes it easy to create your patio oasis 
in time for the summer season. For real, I have an article outdoor dining table and it's one of my favorite pieces of furniture that I own. It's my go-to spot. It's where I sit to eat. It's where I sit to work on my computer. It's where I sit to read. I love it so much. Article has been one of our favorite companies for a long time. You know, we have indoor furniture from them as well and really loving the outdoor collections. Yeah, Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. Plus, the most important thing, if you ask me, fair prices. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups means money, money, money. Plus, they have fast and affordable shipping available across the U.S. and Canada, and it's free on orders over $9.99. Plus, all in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. So here's the deal. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. Just go to article.com slash YFD, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash YFT to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Do it. I don't know if you saw that they're going to do a Lorena Bobbitt miniseries. What's that? You remember Lorena Bobbitt? No. Really? I don't think. Okay, so Lorena Bobbitt was the woman who was made famous by cutting off John Wayne Bobbitt's dick and like throwing it out the window when she like found him cheating. Yeah. And now they're doing a... Lorena Bobbitt movie on Amazon and it's just called Lorena and here's my favorite part it's like from executive producer Lorena Bobbitt Lorena <laughs> it's like wait hold on a second hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on real quick real quick real quick Lorena Bobbitt is an EP on this you're telling me that Lorena Bobbitt gets to be an EP of the movie of the story of her cutting off her husband's dick what the fuck world are we living in? She's executive producing a story about herself where she cuts off someone's wiener. John Wayne Bobbitt must be like, what the fuck is happening? Also, every producer in the world must be like, what is happening right now? How do you get to EP this? From executive producer Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> like, but what's funny about that is like, how is that the thing that's going to get me? You know? Yeah. I guess it's because she's involved in it. So we get to hear her side of the story where she cut off someone's dick. Yeah, exactly. From executive producer OJ Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. When I heard that, I was just like, what? It must be nice to be a little dog and just sleep all day. Speaking of dogs, I haven't been honest about this, but I do feel like this is a place where we're supposed to kind of like showcase what's happening in our lives. And mm-hmm. I've had a bad three weeks. Carl? Yeah, you know, but the folks out there don't know. <laughs> about three weeks ago, we just woke up one morning and Carl just like doubled over and just started having the most intense seizure ever. He like knocked over a glass and cut himself and it was just like the worst. And then I, so I freaked out and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. So then I took him downstairs and I fed him. Then he had another one. In the, between the first seizure and the second seizure, I Googled like, what are you supposed to do? 
And one of the things is like you're supposed to videotape the dog so you can give it to the vet so they kind of know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Come to find out he's having grand mall seizures, which that's the worst kind you can get. Okay. Oh, no. It is nothing sadder than seeing a dog have uh, just like a violent seizure. So we took him to the vet. We got him on this medication. Seemed to be going okay. And then like a week later, he had another one. And then the next day, he had another one. Mm. So then we got him on like even like more high-powered medication. Finally, I was like, what do I need to do? And they're like, you really need to get an MRI and like a spinal tap. To make sure, like, he if he has a tumor, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ugh. one, it's like super expensive. It's like, do I really want to pay like that much money to find out that I have to? I know, you know, to find out that he's got a tumor. Yeah. So I took him and he got the MRI and the he spinal did. tap. Yeah, and mm. no tumors. Oh, thank God! See, it was worth it. I know it was worth it, but so now he just has what's called idiopathic. Epilepsy, where it's like, so that's a very fancy way of saying, we don't fucking know what's going on. He just has seizures now. Don't church it up for me, vet and doctor. Oh, it's idiopathic epileptic. No, it's, he gets fucking seizures and you don't know why. So let's do some testing and figure out what's going on, guys. All right? So anyway, she's just got to be on this medication fucking forever and it makes him like super tired but apparently he's supposed to like get through that good news is that he died. i thought for sure i was like he's gonna have a brain tumor and this would be the worst mm. thing ever i got the call the day before my birthday the day before Ugh. ben higgins didn't post about me is when i found out <laughs> maybe you should get a second opinion no it's not that like we could do more testing it's that for when dogs have seizures and they don't know what it is it's because they mm. don't know what it is they've made up a word idiopathic epilepsy they made up this like term but what that means is we don't fucking know so sorry Hmm. so trace's dog has seizures and he's on medicine for it and he's a lot better like he hardly has them anymore i think only when he's like traveling in a car really which trace obviously doesn't do unless he has to so yeah carl gets them like right when he wakes up from sleeping so it's almost like his when his brain turns on from sleep is like when it goes haywire. That's so weird. Yeah. Poor Carl. I know. Poor Carlos. And then I feel really bad for Boo because Boo's like getting no love because everyone's so concerned about Carl, you know? Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Okay, you got anything else? Yeah, one, one thing. What? It's kind of a sad thing. Oh, what is it? I just feel like I should address it. So I've had a lot of people messaging me asking if this summer tour with Sam Hunt is still happening. And to be honest with you guys, for the longest time, like I just haven't had any answers for you guys. However, today they are announcing on Sam's socials that the tour is canceled. I'm extremely, extremely devastated. Um, Everybody is, Sam is, like we all are. And, but we just had to do what was best for everybody, including you guys and keeping you guys safe, you know, the concert goers. And then also, keeping us safe and healthy and our family and our, our tour crew and everybody. So, um, I don't have any information on any type of rescheduling or anything, but they are now announcing the cancellation. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Um, obviously you can get refunds for your tickets. If you go to Sam's website, I think all the information is there for that, but I just wanted to let you guys know personally that I'm so sorry and that I am just as bummed as y'all. Damn. I know. So sad. Well, on that note, let's call up Sheridan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need, I need some good energy. Like, bring it on. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, dude, you look 
you could look pretty cool. You got guitars hanging from behind you. <laughs> he did it on purpose. He was like framing it and he was like, let me just yeah. make sure. Well, it's like either guitars on one side or plants on the other side. So it's mm-hmm. one way or another. Thanks for having me though so much, guys. How Count are- your blessings that there wasn't flowers on the other side or Wells would have pegged you as a serial killer. I just, is I mean, that a thing? And I just did like a whole bit earlier about how it's kind of weird that we do that. Like we take these things that are growing amongst their family and friends and thriving in life, and then we cut them down to size, and then we bring them into our house, and we say, "Hey, I want to watch you slowly die." It seems very kidnappery, killery. I mean, that's the same thing we do with Christmas trees too. Except like I end up keeping my Christmas tree around or like whatever for like a month or two after. I have some friends that still have one. Yeah, from December. <laughs> I know. That's a great I, point. I want to celebrate our Lord and Savior, and the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to watch this tree die slowly over the next oh. couple months. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just horrible people in general. Thank you so much for being on the show. I don't know if you have any idea as to what the show is. The show is called Your Favorite Thing Podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing, and you, my friend, were our favorite thing on Listen to Your Heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'll take that. I'm assuming that favorite things are just. All favorite things in general, or are you guys talking about specific favorite things? Or we get pretty specific, so it's a lot of like okay. our favorite television shows, our favorite like movies, favorite music, right. Instagram follows. It stuff can like really that. be about anything you want, though. Right. Like, literally anything. But our favorite topic about you from Listen to Your Heart was we were campaigning for Sheridan for Bachelor. <laughs> That's uh, that's been going around Instagram and social media. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I think Ari from one of the other seasons, who was the judge on episode five, I think he's also campaigning for it. I've been asked about it a lot. You know, I'd consider it, but we just got through listening to your heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you would do it though if they were like, "Hey, listen, yeah. we need we need I mean, a bachelor." I would consider it at the very least. Obviously. I loved listening to your heart because it was more music focused and centric. um, And that was a big part of why I wanted to do it as well. Also dating 30 women at once feels and sounds kind of crazy and intimidating. Um, (laughs) It's like hard enough dating a couple people at the same time, let alone it's like 30, right? First night it's 30 and then it gets cut down to about 24. I'd I'd give it a hard maybe right now. All right. All right. And then, you know, we'll see if like, if people are calling for it, like you got to give the people what they want sometimes. That is true. Absolutely. I mean, and to be honest with you, Sheridan, the way that you were treated on that show, you deserve a win, okay? Mm-hmm. You've been in paradise and all this other stuff. You know, it's a crazy circumstance. People do the best they can. Yeah, I think at this point, I very much know what I deserve and don't deserve. I'm feeling good about things now. Well, yeah, because you have half America being like, we love you and we want you to be the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt, I will say. <laughs> It is about time that we have a rock and roll guy as The Bachelor. I am sick and tired of seeing the same old white bread, vanilla, whatever you want to call it, guy. They all look the same. So They're me? all too I just we need something different. I feel like yeah. I'm like yes, I'm, well, you. I'm too far to the other extreme though. I don't no. know if people are gonna dig it. No, 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 you're not at all. You're nope. exactly what we need. Now here's what, Sharon. I think if we do a, like a slight makeover. Like, here's what we need. We need to bring in the Queer Eye guys. Just a quick once over. Maybe like maybe a quick trim of the hair. Bring the beard no. down a bit. 
keep the hey, flair I, and the style. I did I disagree. The beard a little bit. It was getting quarantine kind of crazy at yep. one point. For a woman's perspective, keep the hair, and you have to keep like your your style is like super cool. Like I love all your jewelry, like your like your necklaces, like super cool. The rings, I love it so much. It's such a vibe. I'm here for it. it. It's funny. I'll have. I think after like the first couple of weeks, I had some comments on some of my Instagram posts like, you look great, but you look better with your hair short or your hair cut. And I just no. respond, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I've been there, done that. I'm going to do me now. <laughs> I like the hair. Can you answer Which, a question for me about that show? Here's my question on it. How do you win? Is it, are you in a relationship or you're the best singer? Hmm. You know what? We were still figuring that out <laughs> while we were on it. <laughs> Because, you know, obviously there's aspects and elements to each where it's, you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for love, um, but also you're trying to showcase your talent and your partner's talent as well and that's how you guys work together. Um, did you guys watch the finale last night? Yes. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, ideally how you win is exactly what Chris and Brie did, where they sounded phenomenal, their voices were fantastic, and they came out of it with a great relationship that they're still going strong. So I think that's kind of like the ultimate goal is you get to sing and you've got an amazing voice and you get a great partner and you get the grand prize kind of thing. I think, you know, other people, some left, you know, still trying to pursue relationships, some left just being like, you know, what? I crushed my vocals and my performances and all that. It's kind of a mixed bag, but we were we were still figuring it out while we were on the show. <laughs> See, here's what I have to wonder. If Matt and Rudy had stayed and there were and were part of the finale. To me, they were by far, out of everybody that was left, the strongest singers, right? Like, their performances always slayed. If they had gone up there and slayed those last performances, do you really think Brie and Chris would have still won because they had a stronger relationship? Or would the judges have been like, you can't deny Matt and Rudy's talent? That's the thing that's tough. It's because, obviously, yeah, Chris and Brie were amazing, but Rudy's voice is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Same with Matt as well, and together they sound amazing. If they were to perform in, like, the finale last night as well, the judges might have taken into account, you know, hey, you know, these people, it's been a short amount of time. Maybe yeah, Matt, Matt and Rudy's performance would have beaten out Chris and Breeze, and the judges would have taken into consideration, like, you know, Matt and Rudy are just starting out, but they clearly are into each other, even if they're not necessarily full-on in love the same way that Chris and Bree are. I wish so bad that they had stayed. They're still trying to, like, kind of flesh out this idea. I think my complaint about the show, which I thought it was really entertaining— Here's the thing that I think that they need to like tweak and figure out because so much of music is about heartbreak and like that's where a lot of like, the best stuff comes from is from pain. You can't have someone get their heart broken in a singing competition and then make them leave. You need to make them stay mm -hmm. to fucking write music and to like make the other person feel like shit for a couple weeks and <laughs> really bring up the drama. We all thought that there was going to be a little bit more songwriting, like competition aspect to it almost. But obviously it was much more performance-based. That being said, I kind of took initiative on my own and was just kind of writing the entire time because that's what I do. And fortunately on that last day that I did get my heart broken a bit, I did end up writing a song. It's Great. been doing really, really well too. Like all the Bachelor Nation's gone crazy for it, which has been incredible. Did you play it, Wells? Now you're gone. You've been away. Hasn't been long since yesterday when we made it another night, but I still don't know if we're all right. 
Is this Julia in the album art? Um, that's not, no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was wondering. No more airtime for her. Do you hate her so much? I don't hate her. She's gotten a lot of hate, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, from everybody in Bachelor Nation, it kind of seems like. Um, and I spoke to that in like one of my Instagram posts where I talked about, you know, I love and I appreciate the support, but I don't want it at somebody else's expense necessarily. I think, yeah, you know, she could have handled things better. We all could have. I don't hold it against her at this point. I think she did what she thought was right in the moment. And that's kind of all we can do. We're all stressed out. We're all high strung. All of your emotions are just amplified and intense in this crazy situation that you're in. So no, I, I don't hate Julia. I haven't spoken to her in a while, but I don't care. <laughs> All right. If you're not The Bachelor, will you go to paradise? I consider it. Um, He's going. <laughs> listen to your heart on a beach without music, right? You take a guitar and you can turn it into music. Yeah. We'll give you like a, a Spanish guitar and a mariachi band, and then that'll make sense down in Mexico. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, as long as like I can play maracas a little bit, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> Well, I Wells will even play in your backup band. Yeah, man. I'll play rhythm. I got you. Oh, hell yeah. I would love to have you down there, man. You are our favorite guy on this season. And I, of course, love everything that Bachelor Nation does because, well, they've been paying my bills for quite some time and helped me find a fiance. But I do like this because it now makes those shows more diverse. For me, it's not just Bachelor and Bachelorette people. Now it's we're going to be able to draw from this crew. Here's my question. What is your drink of choice? All right. Are we doing shots? Are we doing beer? Are we doing cocktails? Are we doing wine? Like, oh, I'm the bartender. I don't know. What the fuck do you want to drink? We are down in Mexico. I mean, if I'm down in Mexico, I'm probably doing a shot of tequila yeah. and then some sort of Mexican beer, something a little bit light. Because obviously, it's going to be hot yep. the entire time. If you can do some fancy cocktails, I would love a last word. What is What's that? that? So I used to bartend. I used to. I was in the service industry for a long time. Last word's my favorite cocktail. It's like a classic Prohibition-era cocktail that's equal parts build of gin, lime, green chartreuse, which is kind of like a piney flavor, and then Luxardo, which is like a cherry liqueur. So it ends up being like kind of bright, a little bit citrusy, super light, and super boozy. Well, I feel like you might need to watch your back a little. Yes. <laughs> Sheridan might be taking your job. I can guarantee you I'm not. I just got out of the service industry yeah. a couple of years ago. I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm, Hopefully my bartending days are done besides just for friends. So the show is called Your Favorite Thing, where we talk about our favorite things. What is some of your favorite stuff right now? TV shows, music, Instagram follows, movies, what have you. Okay, have you guys seen Magic for Humans? No. Okay, so it's a Netflix series, um, but essentially it's a magic show circa kind of David Blaine type stuff, but he's doing street magic and kind of social experiments at the same time. He's also hilarious magic with comedy with social experiment and commentary kind of it's really really lighthearted. it's really really fun during quarantine that's been something that's been like really nice and fun and easy to binge and kind of like not take something too seriously so that's been something i've been loving you guys got to check it out all right i like that besides that another quarantine activity that i've been doing is i've been making salsas from scratch <laughs> <laughs> that's been one of my favorite kind of all right the world may be going crazy, but I can at least, you know, dive in a little something and experiment and mess around. My mom got me a food processor like a year ago that I'm finally busting out and using. It's been so much fun. I'm a taco connoisseur and I am a hell of a salsa maker. So give us your best recipe so far. Ooh, okay. So last night, actually, for the season finale, I made some and it was uh, charred tomatillo, charred 
pineapple, guajillo, jalapeno, cilantro, lime, a little bit of red onion, and a clove of garlic. Damn. I love a pineapple salsa. Yeah. It was incredible. And then also I do like a mango guacamole. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you've never done mango in your guacamole with maybe a little bit of pomegranates on top, oh, that's the move. Oh, man. Julia fucked up so hard, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, if the bachelor thing doesn't work, paradise is perfect for you. You're talking to me about guacamole and salsa, and uh, I'm here for it. So I went to college in San Diego, so I basically lived off. Yeah. Mexican food and guacamole and tacos for about four years. And I will admit, I'd never really watched The Bachelor before this. At one point when I was traveling, I was playing a show out in Paris in August. And like the hotel I was staying at had all like international television. But Bachelors in Paradise was actually one of the shows that I was like, oh, here's some American TV. Okay. And I ended up staying up to like three in the morning watching it. After the first episode, I was like, huh, this is interesting. All right. I can kind of see why people dig it. And then I notice I'm like, oh, six hours have gone by. This is great. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's basically it. <laughs> well, hey, Sheridan, thanks so much for taking some time and hanging out with us and talking. You're a wonderful guy on the show. You are even more wonderful on Skype. Here's the thing. Julia really fucked up. And that's just the fact Big that time. those are just facts, you know? And that she has to live with that for the rest of her life. So that sucks. For her. I mean, what would happen, though, if she ended up on Paradise? Oh, if you're there, it she's there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, really, really appreciate it. Great to meet you. Let me know what happens with the Sheridan for Bachelor campaign. You got two good campaign managers on your side, mm-hmm. all right? I got to say. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, yeah. Have your people call my people. <laughs> Will do. All right, later, dude. <laughs> all right, bye. Uh, he's so nice. He is great. And I feel like I saw more of his personality yeah. in the past 15 minutes than on the show. I know. I'm even more of a believer in Sheridan for Bachelor because he's a great personality. I know. Like, Poor Julia. She really fucked that one up. You know? Big time. Big time. All right. You want to play some Muzaks? Yes, please. What you got for me, sister? Speaking of sister. Oh, My Noah. little no-no put out an EP on Friday. She's just the cutest thing. Uh, the EP is called The End of Everything. Highly suggest streaming the entire thing, obviously. A few of these have already come out. So you guys have already heard I Got So High That I Saw Jesus, Lonely, and July have are all already been released. I think if you could play Young and Sad, that would probably be By the way, like go- this is the most emo, sad She's bastard. She's the queen of emo. I mean, just let's just go through the titles here. Okay, first of all, the record's called The End of Everything. So sad. Yeah. And then yeah. we have Ghost, I Got So High I Saw Jesus, Liar, Lonely, Young and Sad, and The End of Everything. She's the saddest girl on the face of the earth. Oh, man. Okay, so what song you want me to play? Know-y. I like Young and Sad. Let's play that one. And I love I love the intro of it. Just wanted you to know you ain't alone. Keep a smile on your face. Everything's going to be fine. I love you. How sweet is that? Oh, blood getting in there. They say you should smile more. Darling, show your eyes more. Aren't you satisfied? Tired of trying to please someone who doesn't even care what's on my mind. Let me go, I don't need you to wipe my tears. Don't you know I 
She writes all of her stuff. I mean, but is it co-writes or is it her? Yeah, she yeah she co-writes everything. Yeah. Oh, she's just so sad and so precious. Is she really sad though? Yeah. What is she sad about? <laughs> She's like twenty and sad. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> how do we fix like this? on brand? Anything else? Oh, is there a new Jason Isbell song? Yes, that's what I'm going to be doing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Migos has a new song called Racks Too Skinny. It's like that was probably written about me, maybe? <laughs> Remember our guy Gavin James? Yeah. He's got a song called Boxes. First guitar, my father told me, son, four chords is all you need to show people just who you are. Country music. So I played strangers down by the back streets, and every time they caught me dreaming, I'd say, don't wake me if you're only gonna tell me to give it up Then say everything I do is not enough Cause you're lying through your teeth We don't fit into your boxes We're all different underneath Don't wake me up Gavin James boxes Talking about four, I love his voice Four chords and the truth country music yeah, pretty great you have anything else uh you're up yeah i mean like it just shouldn't be a huge surprise that i'm gonna do this but jason isbell and the 400 unit have a new record out it's called reunions he had been dropping stuff from the record like leading up to it but the whole thing came out i guess last friday and the whole thing's really good he does a good job of like being really diverse with his sad music there's True. it's it's political which he is political he's a guy that sounds like he's very conservative, but is in fact not. He's a recovering alcoholic, so it's like there's a song about being sober. He'd had a you know a baby girl the past couple of years with his wife Amanda Shires, who's a fantastic singer and fiddle player in her own right. So there's a song about that. So it's kind of like it's kind of all over the place in a really wonderful way. The two that I really liked, one, if you are a recovering addict or you're trying to get sober, this is a song you should listen to because it is is beautiful. It's called uh, It Gets Easier. Last night I did myself a favor. I called in sick and went downtown. Drove past the local bar. I copped out behind my car. I wish he would pull me over now. Last night Just uh, lyrically, he's just like the best. And then I really like this one, St. Peter's Autograph. It just it has like nodes of like old Isbel, like kind of just the folky side of him. And I really like mm-hmm. it. We're all struggling with the world on fire and the fear we talk. 
Now you've lost another friend Who couldn't stay to see the end He had somewhere else to be Cut him down and burn the tree There's no shelter from the rain And I can't comprehend your pain But I got arms and I got ears And I will always be right here Sometimes it's nothing but the way you were raised And that could have been worse I see you suffering through the best of days And still you put me first What do I do to let you know Anyways, the record's really good. That's all I gotta say. But that shouldn't be a surprise. Love him. He's I so actually cool. like his folkier stuff, I think, better. I do too. Here's the thing. There are not a lot of people who are really good lyricists, but then also like banging guitar players. They're few and far between, you know, like Mm -hmm. usually if you're like an amazing folk singer and really amazing writer, you're kind of the rhythm guy. And then you got someone just shredding for you. But he's such a good guitar player. I feel like he needs to do this 400 unit stuff to rock out. Mm -hmm. Because for sure, because it's so good. He can't always be just strumming on an acoustic guitar. So, yeah, that's fair. But I agree. I agree with you, too. I like his like really like kind of stripped down stuff. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? No, nah, dog. Nah, about nah. it. Well, that was a fun episode. Super fun. Love Sheridan. Big fan. Big Sheridan, Sheridan for Bachelor. Yeah, Sheridan for Bachelor or just Paradise. Or, or, or Sheridan to date like any of my single friends I in like, Nashville. I mean, I agree. Well, I miss you and I love you, kid. Miss you. Love you. Okay. See you in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No one's going anywhere the rest of the year. Nope. My hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. Jill's still hot, man. Yeah. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.